Get ready, golf lovers. The boys are teed up and ready to go. Backspin with Larry Canning and Steve Anderson. Thanks to Inside Golf. Hello, everyone. Welcome to Backspin. Thanks to InsideGolf.com.au. I'm Steve Anderson. Sitting with me in the Backspin studio, as is the norm, Larry Canning. Hello to you. G'day, Steve. G'day, listeners. How are we all? Steve, how are you going? Mate, I'm going okay. It's been a while since we've been in the studio. We've had other things on. We've been Mm. busy. You were busy last weekend because you were in Victoria. 13th Beach, Steve. 13th Beach. We'll talk more about that in a moment because you were down there for the Victorian Open. Correct. And what a great event it was. But more about that very soon. What else are we talking about today? Cape Wickham. We have a chat about Cape Wickham. Magnificent golf course. We're going to talk to the general manager, Steve. We haven't been there. <laughs> we mentioned well, that maybe once ha- too often. We're having this conversation as part of our ongoing quest to make it to Tasmania and then to go to... larger free trips. Steve. Yeah, That's we're going to get on our mate John Dyer's plane one yeah, of these days absolutely. from Air Adventure Australia. But anyhow, Cape Wickham, we'll talk more about it soon, but it, it's a course that is only, it's barely over three years old, but it's already recognised as one of the top courses in Australia and one of the top 100 in the world. It is. It's something like 20, 23 or 4 in the world, Steve. Absolutely beautiful looking golf course. And we'll talk with Jane Bell about Cape Wickham Lynx very soon on the northern end of King Island in Bass Strait. You've got some Volvic golf balls to give away? Yes, Steve, we do. We're rehashing a contest that we had a little while ago, one of the previous episodes, but we're rehashing that, yes, and we're going to fire it up again. Let's rehash away. Your product this week is a brand new driver. You love reviewing a new driver, and this one's from Callaway. These blokes never slow down, do they? Callaway are making a lot of money, by the way, What about the figures that have just come out? What Callaway are making billions, literally. You like getting out on the practice fairway, but uh, when you're not on the practice, practice fairway, you like getting into balance sheets, don't you? I love a good balance sheet. Annual Steve. reports and Callaways has really impressed you this year. They've made a mozza. Spreadsheet. They're my favourite. Are they? The old spreadies. I call them spreadies. What did they make last year? They sold $1.243 billion, with a B, billion with a B. dollars worth of stuff. Fantastic. But they're, they're putting a lot of that money that they make back into the development of, of new products and new products like the brand new Epic Flash Driver. This is fascinating, this thing. Artificial intelligence, Steve, they're using. Let's talk about that later. That is, I'm excited about that. The thing I like about it is their revolutionary jailbreak technology. <laughs> you just read that. Yeah, I know I did, but it's got me fascinated. I'm an ACDC fan from way back, so... Yeah, well, we've talked Any about golf it. club we've... company that puts jailbreak technology into their clubs <laughs> is all right by me. By the way, our good mates at insidegolf.com.au are giving away five of these Epic Flash Ooh. drivers. After you hear Larry's review, you're going to want one, oh, and if yeah. you do want one, all you have to do is get along to the Inside Golf competitions page at insidegolf.com.au and find out how you could win one of the five Callaway Epic Flash drivers that they have on offer. One of them, I think, has been used by Richard Fellner already, which makes it even more valuable. So there's that four left. A <laughs> <laughs> couple of scuff marks on the outside, yeah, outside of the face. Around the outside of the sweet spot, I'm thinking. Right. Yeah. yeah, but to find out more about how you can win the uh, the Epic Flash driver from Callaway at insidegolf.com.au at their competitions page. Larry, what else have you got on offer today? You're talking a tip. Well, Steve, at 13th Beach, the wind howled on Saturday. I've always known how to sort of get my golf ball around on a windy day. It was one of my very few strengths. And I noticed that even the tour players now 
now are still working with their strengths and they're also working with their weaknesses. And that's the point I want to make at the tip because it's very relevant to a player right through to punter. You, you know your last tip was about playing in, in the wind. Into the wind. This is a different one altogether. This is crosswind. Okay. to avoid losing a golf ball. All right. It's coming up. As is your spit of the week, you're all over the new rules. Some of them you like, but some of them you absolutely hate with a passion. Oh, this is craziness, dude. There goes my voice up in the air like that. Craziness. What's happened in the last couple of weeks with the new rules about caddies lining up the player. I'll just leave it at that. Leave it at that. Talk some more about it when you have your spit of the week later in backspin. Thanks to insidegolf.com.au. <laughs> Sound effects not required. Especially that one was into the wind. <laughs> so it's all over your face. Hey, uh, let's go back to 13th Beach for the Victorian Open. As I said, you were there. I, I didn't uh, make it down there, but I watched it on TV. And I've got to say, this is a great-looking golf course, number one, but the event itself, even on the TV, you could see it had a great crowd and a great feel about it. Great vibe, Steve. Yeah, very relaxed. The players allowed the spectators to walk down the fairways very close to them. The spectators, I must say, really respected that fact, too. There weren't any idiots down there that were getting in the way, or there was one cameraman, but other than that, I was really impressed with the... I reckon the Australian golf spectators are the best in the world. I don't know whether I would allow the American spectators, and I don't mean to point directly at them, but the most recent incidents I've seen with spectators has been in America. I don't know whether I'd play this same wave in, in, in the States. Well, it's one of the things you could give it a try, but it's like it seems to be everything in society these days. Things go really well until some idiot or a group of idiots yeah. choose to spoil it for everyone. So it was wonderful to think that this could happen and there weren't any idiots there to spoil it. I've seen very few idiots at Australian golf tournaments, I've got to say. Yeah. Has it happened before in recent times? That Spectators on the, on the fairways? Yeah. Oh, not a tournament of this size. No. I don't think anywhere in the world a $3 million golf tournament would have people walking down the fairways, no. But uh, the other thing about the Victorian Open uh, that some people, most people probably do know these days, but uh, a lot of people may not, is concurrent for the yes. men and the women. Yeah, they both play in the same golf tournament. Yes, they play for their own purses, their own scoring. They play alternate groups, men, lady, men, lady. They play, uh, there's two full fields, so they use two golf courses, and they're both fantastic golf courses. This 13th Beach setup is ideal for this. Yeah. But we're just watching the Pebble Beach tournament going on the same time, and they've got three courses they're playing with that. So that would be a perfect venue for this as well. You know who I think we should see if we can get on the phone is uh, Karen Lunn, the CEO of now, the ALPG. A what a good idea. Yeah. That's lateral. Let's get Buncey the button pusher on the phone now. Get him to press the pause button on Are You Being Served, which he's sitting in the background <laughs> watching. <laughs> Buncey, get the phone book out, find Karen Lund's number and let's get her on the phone. And do it now, Buncey. And we'll talk about more so what it was like for the, the women's event because yeah. uh, she's an integral part of She was a great player. Ooh, um, yeah. But uh, she's an integral part of the, the success of, of an event like this on the Australian calendar. I don't calendar see her in the Yeah, no, you very rarely see. He's stealthy. He's like the, <laughs> he's like the stealth bomber of button pushes, Buncey. <laughs> It happens, but you may not notice it. Okay. All of a sudden. It better. It yeah. better, fella. I'm telling you. All of a sudden. I could take over that job just within seconds. But you were pretty impressed. Someone who was at the event, you were pretty impressed with it overall. Oh, yeah. The, 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 the people in the fairways was one thing, the men and women playing together. The relaxed atmosphere, Steve. The, the, it's a party atmosphere, but again, not, not, not abused by the spectators. Not, yep. It wasn't overdone. Bit of music between holes, but stop when it was time to hit. I think, and a lot of kids there, a lot of families yeah. there. It was, yeah, I'd... It has the best vibe of any golf tournament I've ever been to. International winners as well. Wade Ormsby would be yes, um, kicking himself. Oh, 
what happened there? Yeah. Couldn't lose. And found a way, Wade. I mean, he's a he's a proven winner on the, on the European tour. He's won a, he won a huge event. I think it was the Turkish Open. No, it was in it was in Asia. It was the Hong Kong Open. Huge thing in in Europe. You know, he, he battled his way along for a long time on the European tour. Lost his card. Keep having to go back to the the uh, the players' school. Finally, he's established himself. And um, yeah, I was really surprised that when he he finished the way he did with a double bogey on seventeen, that was a disaster. He actually. It appeared that he heard at the same time he was about to play that shot, there was a, an eagle putt by Law on the 18th green, and he made that putt just as Wade was in the middle of his golf swing, it, it, allegedly, and he looked up and missed it. But that is, trust me, 600 yards away, that green. Those two, the, the green from the 17th tee to the 18th green is, is nearly a K. Yeah. Yeah. I can't believe he would have heard it. I was at the 18th when it happened, so I didn't see him on the 16th. David Law, the young Scotsman who won the event, he says that the shot that set up that eagle putt was the greatest single golf shot of his career. Yeah. That's how he described it. Yeah, it was a wonderful shot, a hybrid from the fairway. But it's, it's, a, it's two really good hits to get on that green. You've got to hit two really straight long shots to get onto that green, and he did it. And not only did he just do it, he hit it to within, well, I would say 10, 12 feet. Yeah, and had quite an easy part as, as twelve footers go. I mean, for an eagle to win a golf tournament is not easy, but it was a, just a nice little gentle right to left, slightly downhill, um, and nailed it right in the centre. Big win for him. I mean, ranked something like three hundred ninety sixth in the world, so a huge yeah. leap for him. He's only just got his card, Steve. He's been a bit of a struggler. Just yeah. got his card. Only had his card for a couple of months, and uh, yeah, wins. So bang, he's off and running. Now, what about in the women's? Celine Boutier. She's been on the up and up for a while. Yeah, she's she. Um, no, don't worry. <laughs> <laughs> Steve, if, if there's any some sort of camera in here, and I could show no, the, we haven't the got listeners the little weird things that Stephen does when I'm trying to talk sensibly. Now, Steve, I'm going I'm to ignore what your facial expression. Yes, Celine uh, Boutier, 2017 LPGA Rookie of the Year, came off the Symmetra Tour, the European Tour, played very well on both of those. Her career graph has been on about a 45-degree angle the last two or three years. So it's not totally unexpected. A little bit earlier than we thought, but clearly she was always going to be winning something. So here it is, the Victorian Open. Good person. She's up and running. She looks, she's got a two-and-a-half-year exemption. So expect a lot more victories from Celine. Beautiful yep. player. Beautiful golf swing. Great event. And uh, heading into the uh, Women's Australian Open. Yes. Mm. Big, big star feel for that too, just quietly. Well done to all involved in the Vic Open. A great event and even bigger and better next year once again. Larry, you also wanted to mention uh, the form of Sergio Garcia, not on the leaderboards, so much as his work around the uh, <laughs> he was around being, the bunkers and what's going on? He was being talked about around the board <laughs> by, the, by the administrative people. What an idiot! This is a bit out of character for. Sergio, well, I don't. Yeah, though, I shouldn't say what an idiot. What a what a brain snap! Yeah, he, he can spit it. I, I've seen him throw clubs before, and when someone like him throws a club, you know, it's always on the you know social media will jump all over it. Um, he's thrown a shoe. I remember in, uh, he was wearing a, a brand new shoe that a company had released and he didn't like it and he hit a snap hook off the tee of one hole and took the shoe off and threw it over, over the well, fence. George, George W. Bush was in the, <laughs> in the gallery, wasn't he? Yeah. yeah. Um, so he's thrown all sorts of things, but it reached a new level, Steve, when he was damaging the golf course with his club, when but he that, was smashing the greens. That that's was a the different thing. point yeah. altogether. No, that's, that's suspension for me. Have a couple of weeks off, Serge. Have a bit of a think. Um, fines obviously won't worry him because he's got you know he's got more than money than Callaway's got. Yeah, but um, yeah, just you take him out of the game for a couple of weeks, a couple of good events coming up, and that might have a bit of an impression. I'm sure he feels regretful, but you can't just let that happen. No, no, time to take a bit of a, a break and a bit of a chillax. Yes, you reckon, yes. Sergio? Is that how they have it? Is that how they do it in Spanish in Spain? 
What are they, chillax? chillax? Yeah, is that how they do it? I've I don't never know. heard I've of a chillax. No a chill pill, I've heard of yeah. it. No, no, Anyhow, no, um, yeah. now let's give away some golf balls. He, he, how are we going to do that? I think glad he didn't have an axe that day because it <laughs> would have damaged the a green. A chillax. Yeah. <laughs> what did you say? Volvic golf balls. Volvic golf balls. Yes, it's a yeah. competition, Steve. Now oh, we, I'm jumping here, there, and everywhere because you you've, you've got a lot on the uh, on the plate for for today's show and, and giving away some Volvic golf balls. How are we doing it, Larry? Is well, it via the Facebook page, which is going fantastically well? <laughs> the Facebook page is going really well. There's already been a dozen balls won. Yeah, we talked about that last year, Steve, and we also touched on our next competition. Yeah, the winner will receive a dozen brand new Volvic golf balls if they tell us the best story about an. This is what we started last year, and we'll finish it off this yeah. week. Then we'll go to another one. Have you ever embarrassed yourself when you've been watching a golf tournament? Yeah. Have you ever slid down a hill with a beer in your hand right in front of Severi Ballesteros or Greg Norman or something, whatever, or maybe lost a bit of control of something, a bodily function when have Norman you, was in the middle of his swing? You, now it's a good time to interrupt, Steve. Have you ever embarrassed yourself while you're watching a golf tournament? Yes. Click the camera, had your phone ring. Anything. Larry and I have on the party hole at the Australian Open a few years ago. (laughs) It's not about us, it's about you. Tell us your story. And the best story about how you've embarrassed yourself at a a golf tournament, Mm. we'll get a dozen Volvic golf balls. Yep. You love the Volvics too, don't you? It's a very good golf ball. Very good ball. Yes, very. I think a little underrated. Very good ball. Excellent. All right. So how do you enter? You go to the Facebook page, Steve. Yep. The Backspin Facebook page. Backspin Facebook page. Just tell us the story. It's easy to do. We'll go through them, we'll review them, and then we'll talk about it in the next show of Backspin. That's it, Steve. That's all you've got to do. That's how we do it. Listen, we're going to send them out to you. We see the balls will arrive. I've already got a dozen out there, and we need, we've got, I've got a couple more dozen to go, Steve. So let's go. We will take a break from Backspin. Thanks to insidegolf.com.au, and we'll be back hopefully with Karen Lane. Hopefully, Buncey's done his job. He still hasn't moved. Well, no, but he's still working. What's wrong with him? Is he alive? He's a master of disguises, Buncey. What's going on behind? I can't see behind the screen, Steve. Hopefully he's got Karen Lunn on the phone and we'll talk with her very soon. The Backspin Interview, thanks to Inside Golf. Well, Larry, you had a big weekend. You are in Victoria. Yes, I was in Victoria. The Victorian Open. 13th Beach. Not just for the men's, for the women's as well. Two events at once. Yep. You're pretty impressed with the way it went. Oh, I love it, Steve. Every year. It's been going for a few years now. 2012, I believe, it became a men's and women's event. And it started off fairly humbly. $150,000 for the boys and the girls. Now $1.5 million each this year. Just been played. It is getting less and less humble all the time. And, <laughs> and someone who I think is probably pretty excited about the fact that uh, things are on the up is the CEO of the ALPG, Karen Lunn. And Karen's on the phone uh, joining us now. G'day, Karen. Hi, guys. How are you going? G'day, Karen. Whenever I look at your record, I just want to say, do you miss it? Because, geez, you could play. I mean, you're, you've won the British Open, 10-time winner in Europe, one in Asia. You must miss it, Karen, because you're not that old. I'm yeah. the wrong side of 50, but, uh, yeah, no, I mean, at times I do miss it, but, you know, I consider myself very fortunate to have played for such a long time at, at the highest level and, and obviously managed to have a bit of success along the way, so I certainly have no regrets and, and really enjoying uh, in my new job, well, not new now, five years on, on the other side of the rope, so, uh, yeah, I, I certainly miss the, the competitive aspect. Um, I don't miss the hours and hours of practice and the endless hours in the physio unit, just trying to get me going one day to the next, but, uh, you know, I certainly miss the competition probably more than anything. 
you had a nearly a 30-year career, is that right? Yeah, yeah, I think it was 28 years or 28 and a half years, something like that. So, yeah, well, you know, it was certainly a long career and, uh, you know, it's, it's nothing when you look at the guys like Peter Senior and Peter Fowler, they've been out there a lot longer than I was. But, uh, you know, it was, it was certainly, you know, like I said, I consider myself very fortunate to have done something that I loved for, for so many years and actually managed to make a decent living from it. So, uh, yeah, no, no regrets from this side. But the role you're in now, the CEO of the ALPG, after last weekend, you would have been pretty happy. Have you come down off uh, Cloud Nine yet? Because it was a great event. Yeah, I mean, it really was. And I mean, as you, as you alluded to, Larry, the um, the event's been growing since uh, it came back onto the schedule in 2012. I was lucky enough to play in the uh, the inaugural mixed event at Spring Valley and Woodlands, and then again uh, the following year down at 13th Beach. So uh, it's just, as you said, it started off as a very small event. It was a new concept that, that nobody had really tried before. Um, and it's just grown. It's just obviously ticks a lot of boxes. The players love it. The sponsors love it. Government loves it. Uh, the fans love it. And it's just an all-round great experience. It was, you know, to see people walking on the fairways, walking their dogs around, um, watching the golf, watching Jeff, Jeff Ogilvie chat to the chat to the galleries and Curry Webb chatting to the galleries. You know, it, it doesn't get any better than that. So I think that the experience all around, it's, um, it's a no-brainer and it, it just works. Karen, I was watching, I accidentally stumbled on a golf channel uh, recently when I was down in Melbourne and I saw two or three American panellists. I'm not sure. I guess they were journalists talking about this event and it's created a lot of interest around the world as we all know and for good reason. And they were saying how the concept is great and if it was to come to America or something similar, they were talking about, you know, we could team the girls up with the boys and we could have like a mixed and a... And I thought, you're not really getting it, you guys. The the, the overall opinion that's coming from America to you, the, the, the vibe you're getting from the American players and the American tour, is it what you're after? Yeah, I think so. I think the players really get it. And then, you know, there's been certainly a lot of mixed events in the past tried where the men and the women, you know, play together, whether it be four ball or foursome or, or some other kind concept like that and you know that's a great concept as well but it's not what this amount is all about and you know certainly for, for women golfers to be able to stand there you know on the, whether it be on the putting green on the first tee or, or on the driving range looking their male counterpart in the eyes and knowing for that one week they're equal to them you know it's unusual in women's sport yeah it does happen in tennis and some other events but it's, it's most unusual so I think that you know that having a mixed event is very different to actually playing a women's men's event at the same venue for the same prize money and uh, yeah like I said it's just it's a great concept and I think the old PGA players really embraced it last week. They really enjoyed it, and I think the male players did as well. So I think that, you know, they're going to go away with this message. Look, you know, why isn't the rest of the world doing this? There's been a lot of chat about it. Um, you know, I know the LPGA, I think they've also had some discussion about it. I mean, obviously, logistically, and trying to organise schedules, that's probably the toughest thing with getting men's and women's events together. I know we've had our challenges over the past few years managing to line states up. But no, I think certainly the feedback we've received from uh, the US tour and, and certainly the Europe, men's European tour has been nothing but positive. So we expect some of the world's top 10, some more of the world's top 10 from America coming over or from Korea coming over next year? Yeah, I think so. I think that obviously the event on the LPJ tour was only locked in very late. It was, uh, I think it was late November, so it really didn't leave much of a lead in time for the tour and for the players. A lot of the players had already planned their schedule and booked flights and all that sort of stuff. So I think that the, the players that played this year will go back. You've probably seen on social media, Christina Kim is all of a sudden the yep. number one yep. fan of the Vic Open, <laughs> you know, and she'll be going back and telling her compatriots what a great event 
amenities and there'll be certainly many others that do the same. So I think word of mouth is probably the greatest advocate yeah, for this yeah. event and certainly make sure ensure that we you know get some of the top players out next year. I've no doubt about that. So that's something that you've sort of factored in. It's going to take probably a bit of time to get to that point? Yeah, I think so. You know, I, th- I think even with the Australian Open, um, when the LPGA became involved, it took a little while to get the best players to come out. But once they came out here and experienced golf in Australia and, and got to play on some of our wonderful courses and visit our, you know, fantastic cities, I think that they, you know, once they come down here, yeah, it's a long trip, but, you know, if we want to play anywhere, we've got to jump on a plane and travel halfway around the world. So, you know, for them to do that, it's a bit of an ask because they're, they're a little bit spoiled. They've got a lot of events in their own backyard yeah, and they don't have yeah, to travel yeah. much if they don't want to. But I think the ones that do come down really love it. And uh, I've no doubt that having two LPGA events in Australia certainly makes it more attractive to the players to come down here for two weeks rather than just the one. Exactly. And they go to Asia after the Australian Open, Karen, don't they? So that's not, right. That's yeah. not a big flight. It's only a seven or eight hour flight. To, that's to right. You know, there'll, there'll be 60 of them that jump on a flight from Adelaide back to Melbourne and then on to, uh, to Bangkok on Sunday night. So, you know, they're travelling, you know, while it's a long way to get from, you know, wherever they're coming from to, to get to Australia. Mm, yep. it, it, it fits in nicely with the rest of their schedule. At some point this year, the Australian Ladies Open is going to be played, Karen. So can, can <laughs> yep. you talk us through that? What, what, I mean, it's a magnificent golf course. Uh, all the courses Absolutely. that run that uh, South Australian road are fantastic, of course. We do get you know, some some of the top. In fact, we've got world number one playing, don't we? Yeah, you know, you've got Aria Jutanagan playing, who was, you know, the standout player of 2018. She won all the awards and all the accolades, and, and rightly so. She's a, a fantastic golfer. I was fortunate enough to play with Aria a couple of times before I, I retired, and I was so, so impressed. I've never seen a woman uh, hit a golf ball like she does, and I've played with most of the top players in my day, fortunately, and she is just exceptional and great talent. If she, I mean, she had an accident a couple of years ago where her and her sister were racing each other off a tee, and mm. I think it was Rochester, New York, and yep. she had to have shoulder surgery, and if that hadn't happened, she could have been, you know, possibly the best ever, in, in my opinion. But, yeah, you know, okay. she's getting herself back on track, obviously now, back to number one. And while there's a lot of competition for that top spot, to me, she's an absolute standout. What about the smiling before she putts? What about that? Have you tried that? <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I, I never had much to much to smile about. No, straight after it, straight after you and I putted, yeah, we probably didn't have a lot to, to be <laughs> all, all like, excited about. Yeah, smiling and putting green just never <laughs> went the same sentence to me. <laughs> Whatever works, you know, you see people putting with their eyes closed, you see all the new grips. You have to find something that works for her and uh, she works with the Vision 54 crew, Pierre Nielsen and, and Lynn Marriott, and that's what they're very much about is just trying to find ways to make yourself relax and, and play your best golf. Well, we're going to try it with our podcast from now on, Karen. It could work for us and, and perhaps... <laughs> Perhaps you, you can go. join us and, and report down the track about how it's going for you too. Listen, thank you for your time. Congratulations on uh, on what you're doing in the in the, the world of women's golf. It's it's onwards and upwards, and things are, are, are rapidly and not not just in women's golf, but in in women's sport in general. It is getting the recognition that mm, it, it yeah, truly yeah. deserves, and because there are just some outstanding sports people in whether it's golf, cricket, whatever, and it's really great to see. Absolutely, I couldn't agree more. It's a, it's a great time to be involved in women's sports. I'm a huge sports fan myself and love my cricket, love my, my footy, love my soccer. And it's just great, finally, that, that women athletes in all of these sort of different codes are getting recognition. I mean, in, in golf, we've actually been pretty fortunate. We have yeah. been recognised for a long time. And, you know, when I was playing well, you know, you, you'd get sometimes you get on the back pages of the mm, newspapers yeah, and yep. certainly when Kari was dominant. So we've actually had a fair bit of attention for a long while. But, you know, I'm really genuinely happy for a lot of the uh, the women athletes. We've got a few of them down here today playing in the Pro-Am from AFL and um, WBBL. So it's great to see them. A lot of them have had to, you know, work part-time to prop 
up their careers in whatever sport they've been doing. So it's great that they're finally getting the recognition and sponsorship that they deserve. Great to see. Karen, thanks again for your time. No worries, guys. Anytime. Thanks, Karen. Cheers. Thanks, guys. Thanks to Inside Golf. This is Backspin with Larry Canning and Steve Anderson. Let's check out our product of the week, Larry. It's a brand new driver from Callaway. It's the Epic Flash Driver. What's so good about it? It's an extension of the uh, the Epic family. The Rogue was last year, the Epic before that. So it's along the same lines. It still has your favourite technology in it, Steve. The jailbreak. The two rods obviously keep the top and the bottom of the head closer together, more compressed. Stops the head from bending up or down. It just bends from back to front, so the face gets more spring. Yeah, it stabilises it, doesn't it? Well, it's, it stabilises it, it in the right spot, so, you know, you get that... That forward trajectory. Exactly. trajectory yeah. So it compresses the face inwards, not upwards. Yeah. That's what I should have said at the start. Yeah. So it's, it's got that. But the new thing with this driver, Steve, is this face. They call it the flash face. It's artificial intelligence, they're calling it, which is which is a kind of a strange way, to, I think, to describe it. What it means is the technology that's gone into this, the research and development that's gone into this is very, very extensive. Usually when a driver is made, there's a few prototypes made yeah. and they're tested. And then obviously the best one that does everything that they want that becomes the driver in this case they did the same head but they put 15,000 different faces on this driver and just kept smashing golf balls with it humans were hitting golf balls the computers were taking the data and it was showing where people mainly miss hit what parts of the face they miss hit on so in someone like me i know my area is a little high of the, of the face and a little towards the toe I'm about 45 degrees, about a half an inch off the centre of the face. And I know watching you, you're a bit lower on the face. Sometimes you get a bit That's of a That's if I actually pivot. get it on the face. <laughs> <laughs> so they've, they've worked out, this, these computers have worked out where to reinforce the back of the face, given where most of us hit it. So instead of just being heel-toe weighted, perimeter, normal perimeter weighted, they've actually put weights and, and little compressor things in behind the face. You can't really see, obviously you can't see them from the front of the face, on the areas that, that are mainly uh, mishit on. So they've done a lot, so much more research, and people are swearing this is the best driver they've hit. A lot of people, uh, the people I've spoken to that have been using it, love it. And at the um, end of the day, the thing is when you, you hit the ball and you make a solid contact with it, this technology, as fancy as it sounds, is designed to make you hit the ball further. Well, they've put like a lot of, di- yeah, exactly. They've put a lot of, sweet spots on it Steve everyone has their own little sweet spot area mine will be reinforced like the high and the toe so obviously the the miss hit is is looked after but the miss hit that I get all the time I'm going to get a pretty good strike out of it the sound it makes apparently too is um, not quite as tinny as some other drivers out there it's it's really nice solid in in the face and even when you miss hit it you still get a really nice solid sound and that's important to some people the sound it looks sensational have you seen it it's a beautiful beautiful. looking thing great looking club that fluoro green uh, bit on the bottom it looks fantastic Fantastic. Looks like your shoes. Is this a club for everyone? <laughs> yes, Stephen. It is, of course. That's why I said all that stuff. Yeah. Well, we, sometimes we say, well, this suits this, or you say, I don't say anything because I don't know, but you say, oh, it's better for this player or this player. This is a club for a, a driver for pretty much everyone. There is a, a, a player's version, the, yep. the sub-zero of the same club. That's the, the guy that hits the ball a lot harder and further than we do. Yeah, he needs something different in the head, and it's, there's a driver for them too. So 95% of us that don't hit the ball as well as uh, Dustin Johnson, this is perfect, and for them, it's perfect as well even though he doesn't use Callaway he uses another brand but <laughs> Phil Mickelson just won the uh, the Pebble Beach Pro-Am with, with Callaway stuff yeah good on you lefty check it out the new epic flash driver from Callaway available right now give it a crack see how you go let us know get fitted go and see Callaway uh, fitting guy PJ member do it do it now 
do it. Travel the world and play golf. Let's go somewhere with Backspin. Thanks to Inside Golf. This is Backspin thanks to InsideGolf.com.au and for a golf course that is only a little over three years old, the ascent of Cape Wickham links in the world of golf is quite amazing. 18 holes nestled in the north of King Island in Bass Strait. Cape Wickham is now ranked as one of the top courses in Australia and among the top 100 in the world. We've seen the photos, we've seen the video. I haven't been there yet, Larry. I keep saying that, but we will one day. But to tell us more is someone who has been there, the general manager of Cape Wickham Links, Jane Bell. Hello, Jane. Hi, Larry. Hi, Steve. How are you going? Very well, thanks. This is a, a really amazing golf story, but it's a real testament, obviously, to the quality of this golf course. What makes it so special? Well, I guess, you know, in such a stunning setting, you drive in over the hill to the property and you first glimpse you see is the, the lighthouse and then, of course, the rugged coastline is just amazing and the design of the course is pretty special as well with at least 14 out of the 18 holes having ocean views. And it's very playable and fair as well. Obviously, we have all the, the windy element to deal with on a day-to-day basis. It can be quite calm and on some days, then it can certainly flare up. But it's just a, a stunning scenery and, and the condition of the course is pretty amazing as well. The, the guys here, John Geary, the superintendent and his team have done a fantastic job. Combine all of those elements and that's where the wow factor comes in, I think. I'm looking at the website. It's a brilliant website, by the way. We've just been watching the Pebble Beach tournament uh, in America and California and the visuals of that golf course are spectacular because that's right on the ocean as well. But I reckon this looks better. The point uh, that I'm hearing about Cape Wickham is that whilst it looks spectacular and it looks like almost scare the living daylights out of you, it's quite playable, isn't it? Even if the wind is up, pretty well everyone can get round it, can't they? Absolutely. It's not too long off the um, men's blue tees. It's only about 6,100 metres. So a slope rating of 137. So it's, it's pretty fair for the full length of the course. The fairways are pretty wide, quite generous. Our greens are pretty firm, so it's a little bit of link-style golf, uh, especially on the windy days, sort of hitting it in short and letting the ball roll up. For the most part, the design of the green has been very fair as well. Let me ask you about accommodation. Obviously, the golf is a real draw card for people, but when they get there, they obviously want somewhere to stay. You take care of that as well? We do. We have 16 units here on site. They're twin share accommodation with also the ability to uh, accommodate triple share. We have decent rooms, but the, the every terrace, every room has an ocean view. So it's certainly you know nice nice place to sit after a game of golf in the afternoon and wind down and, and watch the, the waves roll in. We also offer breakfast for our own house guests and dinner service as well. Some good local produce, Jane? Absolutely, yes. Seafood's quite popular here on our menu as well as the King Island beef. I wanted to ask Jane too about number one, getting there and when you get there other than playing Cape Wickham Lynx, any suggestions on an itinerary? We're located about 40 minutes from the airport, so the northern tip of the island and there's another golf course here as well which is Ocean Dunes. So most of those that travel over here like to try and get a game of golf at each of those courses and certainly with Ocean Dunes course close to the airport quite easy play there on day one and then make their way up here and stay overnight in our accommodation and play here the following day and you know the beauty of our I guess uh, rate that we have for the accommodation is that it is a standard all-day play rate so for those that come along and, and don't wish to stay they pay a, a fee of $175 but those that stay in-house pay the same fee but can play as many holes as they like during the day, which is you know, a pretty great deal. All right. Now, if people want more information about coming to King Island and playing Cape Wickham Links, what's the best thing to do? Website? 
website or they can that will direct them also to our inquiry site which is golf at katewickham.com.au and we can certainly give them all the details that they need to make up their mind what date they want to fly in and play golf. Jane, we love the look of it. We love the sound of it. One day we'll get there and thank you for your uh, your time spending with us to tell us a bit more about Cape Wickham links. Thanks, Larry. Thanks, Steve. Good on you, Jane. That's Jane Bell, uh, Larry, the general manager of Cape Wickham Links. Gee, it, it sounds fantastic, doesn't it? Oh, it sounds brilliant, Steve. Yeah, I, I would really love to play it. I think I'd like to play it when the wind kicked up a bit. It looks like the sort of golf course you need to play when it's windy. Yes, indeed. One of the other things, too, that we should mention is that um, Cape Wickham Links is managed by Troon Golf, and you know better than I do that Troon Golf, one of the best golf management companies in the world. Global management group. Yes, they're fantastic. Uh, yeah, if you know, it's, if a golf course is being run by... Trune, you know it's run really, really well, Steve. Yep. The website is stunning, isn't it's it? It's fantastic. Yeah, it's beautiful. Go and have a look at it. CapeWickham.com.au. He's only here to help the world play better golf. So settle back and enjoy this tasty tip from Larry Canning on Backspin. Thanks to Inside Golf. Well, I know there are a lot of people who get pretty excited about this next segment on Backspin, and that, of course, is Larry's tip. Larry, today, yet again, you're talking about playing in the wind. This has been prompted by your experience at 13th Beach at the Victorian Open last weekend. It was pretty windy down there. Obviously windy, yes. We all have to play in windy conditions. What I noticed more this week at uh, 13th Beach was the crosswind factor. I've talked in the past about how to hit the ball low into the wind, how to knock a bit off an iron, or how to tee the ball the same height, not lower the driver. This time I'm talking about, for example, Steve, a fader of a golfer or a slicer. If he has a left to right wind on a par four, don't pull the driver out because you clearly you will not have enough room on that golf course or even the one beside it to keep that ball on the fairway. Go with something shorter. Go with the longest iron you have. If it's a three or a four iron, the ball will come out much lower, won't fly as far, won't slice into the trees and you'll find your ball. Then you can do what you like after that. This is going to go against a lot of people's natural instincts. Absolutely. Isn't it? A lot of people scream at me for, for saying this. On the other hand, Steve, there's a catch. There's a, there's a good side to this. If you're a fader or a slicer and the wind's coming from the right, grab that driver, mate. Grab it and grab it and smash it because the more you slice it, the more the wind's going to help it. So you've got a massive advantage. So And the, the two players were very much like this. They were taking one and two irons off, and I noticed it a lot off a hole that didn't suit their ball flight. All the pros either draw the ball or fade the ball. Yep. So on a left to right when the faders were going for the two iron, on a right to left when the faders were smashing a driver and vice versa, the other way around for the, for the drawers of the ball. It was really interesting and it was a reminder of what I used to try and do when I was playing. Because you, know, you, you design your game when you're a pro around a certain curve. And if you're an amateur that just happens to have a slice and you can't get rid of it, well, yeah. just work with it. Work with it. Make it work. Yeah, avoid your natural instinct. Work with work yeah. with nature. Be at one with nature. Be at one. Go zen. Let's let's all put our thumbs and fingers together, Stephen. Well, let's let's wait till after you have, have your moment. spit before we we try and get all uh, all calm oh, because yeah. you're cranky about uh, most of them. There were plenty of new um, golf rules or new rule changes that mm-hmm. that came into the world of golf from the beginning of the year. Yep. Most of them pretty good. Most of them you like, but there's one that has been highlighted spectacularly in recent times that you hate. Well, I hate the with way. A passion. Yeah. Well, the, the actual. It didn't appear that it was going to be an issue, this new rule. It's, it's the one about caddies standing behind the player and lining the player up. So that means when the player is taking their stance, the caddy can walk behind and say, no, you're a little bit right, no, a little bit left, fix that, all good, and walk away. Now, this has been going on probably more on the LPGA Tour, the European Ladies Tour. In fact, primarily, that was the reason, I think, why they, why they brought this rule in, so that players couldn't be lined up by their caddy, but... 
since that's happened, since we've had this new rule, we've had two male players, it doesn't matter if it's female or male, two players penalised for, for doing this very rule. Now, both players, one of them's Hao Tong Lee, who's, be, who's, be, who's doing fantastic things on the world tours. He's an absolute gun. Yeah. He was playing in uh, the Dubai Desert Classic. He was in one of the last groups. He had a putt on the 18th for a lot of money and made it. I think he ran second or third or fourth or something. His check, um, uh, he had a he had a caddy. I was going to say his check was diminished by X amount, but I don't know the amount. So, but his bloody check was definitely diminished. A lot of money. Oh, yeah. He was. Um, he's had his caddy behind him, and now both looking at the line to to hit the putt on. He wasn't being lined up. As How Tong walked in, he's quite a fast player. Once he gets going, he had his he had his putter nearly in behind the ball, just inside the ball. He was just about to take his stance. The caddy realised the, the familiar with the new rule, walked away, did the right thing. He got pinged two two, two shots, shots for that a hundred and four thousand dollars that cost him. Now, how Tong Lee has never had his caddy line him up in his life. Yeah. A week later, Danny McCarthy in on the American tour, uh, a very similar thing, even worse because he was he was behind the ball, swinging, and, and the caddy was looking down the line. At, he wasn't wasn't taking his stance, you know, working out where the where the line was, what what tower to what tree to aim at. He walked away before he hit the shot, and the guy walked away from the from his swing, and then walked back in and, and took his stance. He got pinged, and he has never had his caddy line up a shot in his life either. So they brought this rule in in January. Two players have been already penalised who never used to do that. Yeah, it's clearly ridiculous. But is there any avenue for appeal in those situations, or it just it happens? They're told, and that's it. I mean, you know, two-stroke mm. penalty, surely there is some way for him to say, hang on a minute, check the footage. Seriously. Yeah. If you're going to enforce this rule, have a look at the footage of me on that hole and have a look at my caddy and where he's standing when this happens, when that happens. Because when, when we look at the footage, it's quite it's as plain as the nose on your face mm. that they're doing the right thing, and yet this bloke gets pinged for two, you know, two shots. Thousand, 100,000 bucks. Yeah. Yeah, it was. There's it was got clear. to be some yeah. sort of way but to appeal. They, they looked at the same footage, Steve. Yeah, and the actual wording of the rule, what the lawyers came up with when they changed the rule, that's what got Hao Tong Lee. Danny McCarthy actually was well, the same thing. They looked at his footage and they eventually rescinded that. Right. Yeah. But okay. but, but he thinks he's got two shots. He's got to play another nine holes of golf. Yeah. Thinking what what's going on? And he's my, I don't know what he shot to be honest. Yeah. But if it was me, I'd have shot fifty the back nine and then walked in and you know, thrown my clubs and, and my caddy at the at the officials. But it's clearly ludicrously worded. There's been Keith Pelly from the European Tour has it's almost apologised pretty well and, and said very strongly that this rule has to be reworded. I know there are officials that are saying the same thing. It has to change. The wording has to change because that is flat out ridiculous. Well, I was going to say, given the implementation of this rule, I mean, we're only in February 2019. The rule only came in at the beginning of the year. Well, given the implementation of the rule and the fact that under this new rule, there have been two absolute howlers in mm, the implementation yep. pretty much straight away. You would hope that they would act and get it right before anything else happens. Oh, hopefully they are doing it, Stu. Yeah. But that, 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 uh, How Tong Lee's not going to get that 100 grand back. No. What an idiot for, for penalising him for that. Yeah. Who is this? Who, 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 did who that? makes that point? Who was this person? Get him on the phone, Andrew. I All want right. him. I want to speak to him right now, Andrew. Now, you, mate, you, you've let us down. No, no need to record what Larry says to this bloke. There we go. He's getting it right now. <laughs> Listen, we'll take this one offline because we've got to go. Larry, you talk to this. This uh, I'll find this bloke, Stephen. Oh, God help him. In fact, I'll tell I'll tell Sandra where he is. That'll fix him. Oh, I'll put Sandra on this bloke. That'll be the end of him. Larry involving his lovely wife in the world of golf politics. 
especially around the new rules. Gobful. Troubles are brewing, so we got to go. Thank you for uh, your time, Larry. It's always a pleasure to have you here. Thank you, Steve. It's a pleasure to have me here too. This has been Backspin. We will be back with you very soon. 